Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 29th of April, and India reported 3.79 lakh new COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, the sharpest spike since the pandemic first gripped the country last year. With this, the total caseload has risen to 1.8 crores. Meanwhile, with 3645 deaths, the death toll has surged to more than 2 lakh. According to the health ministry, as hospitals across the country grapple with an influx of critically ill COVID-19 patients, the demand for medical oxygen has increased by 67% in the last 9 days. Nearly 1.3 crore people till now have registered on the COVID platform for the next phase of the nationwide coronavirus vaccination drive. This phase will cover all adults between the ages of 18 and 45. However, minutes after the registration open, the government's COVID portal and the Arogya Setu app crashed for users across the country. Many complained that the site was not responsive, while others said they were not receiving a one-time password to finish the verification process. Some residents said that despite completing the registration, they were unable to book a slot for vaccination. Several states have also flagged an acute shortage of vaccines. Meanwhile, Serum Institute of India chief Adar Poonawala said that the price of Covishield, a coronavirus vaccine for state governments has been reduced from 400 rupees to 300 rupees per dose with immediate effect. At the same time, the country's healthcare infrastructure is reeling under the second wave and the acute shortage of oxygen, beds and timely medical care across several states. In the national capital currently the ground zero of the second wave the undercounting of total number of deaths is coupled with a fall in the number of tests Delhi health minister Satyendra Jain said that the positivity rate in Delhi has reduced in the past 3 days and is below the 10 day average for the first time in 1 and 1/2 months however the number of tests were around 90000 to 115000 a day in mid april and they have now come down to 50000 to 60000 only My colleagues have been reporting on the imploding governance system in Delhi from the ground. Akanksha recently ventured to a crematorium in West Delhi to find out why those who have succumbed to COVID have to wait for hours to be cremated. She found that the increasing number of casualties is a major reason but not the only one. You can watch her video report on newslaundry.com. It's titled COVID Crisis: Queuing for Cremation in the Capital. If you like our reportage from the ground, please do consider subscribing to news laundry you can do so by heading over to our website and clicking on the red subscribe button on the top right hand corner our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month so please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free uttarakhand chief minister tirat singh rawat has suspended the char dham yatra given the coronavirus situation in the state it was scheduled to be held between may 14th and may 18th This came after an uproar by citizens on social media platforms. Chief Minister Rawat said that the gates of the four Himalayan temples, Badrinath, Kedarnath, Gangotri, and Yamunotri, will open as scheduled, but only priests will be allowed to perform prayers and not devotees. The Ministry of External Affairs spokesperson has expressed gratitude for assistance from the United Kingdom and Russia during the catastrophic COVID crisis in India after a shipment. of 120 oxygen concentrators from the UK arrived this morning Russia also provided oxygen concentrators ventilators and other medical supplies 
According to Johns Hopkins University, coronavirus has infected almost 15 crore people globally and killed over 31.4 lakhs since the pandemic broke out in December 2019. Over 8.65 crore people have recovered from the infection. India has turned down an offer of help from the United Nations for an integrated chain supply for coronavirus-related material. Indian officials said that India has its own robust system to manage logistics to deal with the pandemic. Farhan Haq, Deputy Spokesperson to Secretary General Antonio Guterres, said that the UN was willing to help and its offer still stands. Huck added that UN staffers who deal with operational and logistical issues are willing to help if they are needed and are in touch with counterparts in India to see whether they will be useful. The spokesperson said that the global agency has only a low number of cases among its international and local staff in India and that the UN was taking care of them so that they do not add to the Indian healthcare system's pressure. Earlier in the day, Huck said that his colleagues on the ground were continuing to support authorities and communities to tackle the impacts of the pandemic. The Delhi High Court, hearing the issue of the huge oxygen shortage in the national capital, questioned the centre today as to why oxygen allocation was not increased despite Delhi government's repeated appeals. Madhya Pradesh and Maharashtra, the court said, were given more oxygen than they asked for. The central government has to either show justifications for this or make amends, said the two-judge bench of Justices Vipin Sanghi and Rekha Palli. Earlier today, Delhi had placed a list of oxygen demands at allocation of states before the judges, contending that only Delhi was not being given what it was asking for. While Delhi government says its oxygen requirement is 700 metric tons, its allocation was initially 480 metric tons, which was later increased to 490. The government claims that the result is a huge oxygen shortage that has kept the city's hospitals to a breaking point for nearly two weeks. Stray incidents of violence were reported from several areas in Bengal where voting is underway for the eighth and the last phase of assembly elections. The overall polling process has seen the voter turnout of 56% till 2 p.m. A clash between BJP and TMC workers was reported from the Raj Pallavpara area in Beria Ghata. Supporters of the two parties allegedly attacked each other with hockey sticks. They allegedly pelted stones at each other as well. Few have reportedly been injured and both sides accused each other of obstructing the voting process. BJP candidate Kashinath Biswas went to the spot and it is then that the matter escalated. TMC supporters allegedly started throwing stones at him and BJP supporters also gear out the police over the incident. In Birbhum's Nannur area, BJP candidate Tarakeshwar Saha's vehicle was allegedly attacked as well. Security measures have been heightened in view of the violence in the previous phases, particularly the death of five people in Kuch Bihar in the fourth round of polling on April 10th. 35 constituencies across the districts of Murshidabad, Malda, Kolkata and Birbhum go to the polls in this phase. More than 84 lakh electors were expected to exercise their franchise to elect from 285 candidates. The voting is taking place during the devastating surge of the coronavirus crisis. Yesterday, West Bengal recorded 17,200 new cases in 24 hours. This was its highest ever case count. An FIR has been filed against former Mumbai top cop Parambir Singh, who was recently replaced in the wake of the Ambani bomb scare episode for attempting to help an accused and being involved in other acts of corruption. The FIR has been filed in Akola district by police inspector Bhimrao Ghadke. He has named 33 others, 
invoking 27 sections ranging from criminal conspiracy, destruction of evidence, and sections of the Scheduled Caste and Scheduled Tribe Prevention of Atrocities Act 1989. The Akola police filed a zero FIR, which has been transferred to the Thane City Police. Besides Singh, those named in the case include the Economic Offences Wing DCP, Parag Manere. Khatge has alleged that as Thane police chief, Singh had asked him to not charge sheet the individuals against whom FIRs were filed. The complainant, now posted in the Akola police control room, alleged that on his refusal to obey the instructions, five FIRs were filed against him and he was suspended. Mr. Ghatke has also alleged that during his tenure there, several officers had indulged in acts of corruption under Singh. The Indian government today dismissed a report by an American newspaper that alleged that Facebook's temporary blocking of the resign Modi hashtag yesterday was an attempt by the center to curb public dissent. Posts that used the hashtag resign Modi were critical of Narendra Modi-led government's handling of the ongoing coronavirus crisis in India. Social media users searching for the hashtag on Facebook yesterday night were shown a message that said that such posts were temporarily hidden here because, quote, some content in those posts goes against the community standards, unquote. The hashtag was later restored after users pointed it out on Twitter. A Facebook spokesperson said that they temporarily blocked this hashtag by mistake, not because the Indian government asked them to and have since restored it. Last week, Twitter took down 52 tweets, most of which were critical of India's handling of the second wave of the coronavirus pandemic in compliance with the center's request. The tweets, which were no longer accessible in India, included those posted by Congress MP Revanth Reddy, West Bengal Minister Maloy Ghatak, actor Vineet Kumar Singh, and filmmakers Vinod Kakri and Avinash Das. That's all the news we have for you today. Please stay safe wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.